Hello and welcome to another edition of Defending the Den. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? That was a festive weekend we had, wasn't it? We'll talk about that here in a bit. We'll talk about the week ahead and also we'll have some interviews for you as well. We'll get started with the rough and tumble weekend that was as the Rochester Junior Americans come to town for the first time and uh, sitting in the penalty box on Saturday, uh, one of the things to share to all of you out there is uh, uh, the uh, Rochester Junior Americans appreciated your vigor. And uh, as they were skating over, one of them said as they were coming in the box, he's like, man, your crowd is loud as, as uh, you know, as heh. Insert expletive here. And he meant that in a very good way. So... Be proud. Be loud and proud every game you come to the den and uh, enjoy it. Get out there. Everyone feeds off it, so it's always good. And we'll talk to uh, Jeremy Tremblay later about playing in front of you guys, too, and, and what that does for the team and for the atmosphere in general. But let's get to Rochester first. And uh, it was it was a rough and tumble weekend. It was a game. It was a it was a weekend that was very, very physical and not a lot called. <laughs> After the first period of play, let's be honest. So uh, we'll, let's get to that to start off with. Penalties were the uh, the norm in the first period of Friday night's game. And the Black Bears get a power play early, but unfortunately they give up a shorthanded goal as Luca Layton gets his third of the year, just getting behind the Black Bears defense on the power play uh, from him uh, and uh, Massimo Gentili. They just pop one home. Black Bears down one nothing, but in that same penalty, Jesse Horacek steps it up and gets a nice little, nice little shot up and over the shoulder of Cole O'Donnell, uh, and uh, into the net for a power play goal, evening the score at one apiece. Horacek's eighth goal of the year, Trace Johnson, his sixth assist, Ryder Ninehouse, his fourth assist, and the Black Bears are tied. It was only 27 seconds later. Black Bears keep on pressing. They had a lot of offense going into it, working the transition very well from their defensive zone to the offensive zone. And Dimitri Hebrew puts one home with under a minute 30 remaining, just over the shoulder of Cole O'Donnell. Bar down and in for his seventh of the year. Adam Shankula's 15th assist. Evan Sofakitis' 11th assist. The Black Bears are up by a score of 2-1, to one, which they'll carry that into the locker room. Play got a little more lenient in the second period, and there was a lot of uh, to-do about that. Uh, guys getting tripped up, guys getting cross-checked, nothing getting called on either side. It was a no-holds-barred minus Zeus in this. But the Black Bears offense keeps pedaling through it regardless, and new goal scorer Luca Mel fires one home from below the dot, uh, for his third of the year and in third in two games. Dimitri Hebrew with the assist, his 18th. Adam Shankula, his second assist of the game, his 16th of the year. Black Bears up 3-1. to one. Then late into the frame, Jaden Dyke uh, gets to within one uh, for his second of the year, but the Black Bears able to hold in onto the lead going into the intermission and out of the intermission. They get on the board early in the third period, thanks to Trace Johnson. His third of the year, a little flick over the top of uh, O'Donnell, puts it home. His third of the year, Kareem El-Bashir's 14th of the season, and Ben Talger with his sixth assist of the season. Colin Ronan picked up from there, was able to stop all eight shots in the third period. 
and uh, secure the victory for the Black Bears. 21 saves for Ronan, and the Black Bears go home with two points. The next night, hey, what would you expect? Anything less? No. It was another physical game, another uh, game that field f- felt very, very long. That game felt very long. Both these games felt very, very long in the tooth. But the key to this one was just the uh, the special teams, which we'll get to here in a bit. But 834 and a returning Jeremy Tremblay gets his ninth of the year on a beautiful tic-tac-toe play uh, between him, Adam Shankula, and Trace Johnson. Puts it home for his ninth of the year. Shankula's 17th goal of or 17th assist of the season, rather. Trace Johnson's seventh assist. Black Bears up one to nothing. There was it was a spirited affair. Rochester getting into the box three times, uh, but Maryland unable to uh, convert on the power plays. 0 for three in the first period. In the second period, uh, Black Bears they uh, get evened up on by Rochester. Noah Va- uh, Von Scheid gets his sixth of the season as he put out a rebound on the power play, ties that game up early in the second. But the Black Bears keep pressing. Uh, trying to get through some kind of traps. It was hard to do when they had three penalties of their own in that second period. Their sh- uh, their penalty kill was able to kill it off. Late into the period, a four-on-four happened, and then Jeremy Tremblay happens again for his 10th of the year. Right off the draw with only four seconds remaining, he pots one home. Uh, Dimitri Kibrew with his 19th assist of the year. Dylan Gordon with his fourth assist of the year. Black Bears go up 2-1 to one going into the third period. Then a lot of power plays for Maryland late or in the third in general, including a five-minute major that Landon Brownlee got for boarding uh, Sebastian Brockman. Brockman had to be uh, removed from the ice, luckily on his own power, went face first into the dasher board, and then his head snapped back and hit the ice. A uh, very troublesome scene, but Amber Radke and the MedStar Health Group did a great job to make sure everything was secure. Uh, Harrison Hashapak. I'm sure I'm butchering that, Harrison. I apologize. But uh, he is uh, an EMT as well, was able to get down the ice and help Amber and the crew out there. So uh, everything looked good. Brockman did come out after the game. Uh, He seemed uh, a little worse for wear, but good to see that he was up and at them on that. But Black Bears could not convert on that five-minute major power play. In fact, they did give one up as Massimo Gentili gets behind the defense and pots home his 11th of the year to uh, tie the score up, and the Black Bears just could not find any kind of rhythm or flow to the power play, uh, unfortunately, and went 0 for 8 on the night on that, and then nothing happens. Uh, no no scoring happens there in the third period after Gentili's goal. We go to overtime, and then overtime, boy, howdy, did uh, Owen Lepec show up on that. Only 40 seconds into the frame, well, probably 30 seconds because there was a fracas, after the first penalty, Jeremy Tremblay was getting a call for a slashing after Rochester goes in 2-1-0 on the 3-on-3 overtime. Lepec makes the initial save. He strains something in his leg. As you see, he was writhing in pain, and uh, he just putting everything out there to stop the puck. Rochester trying to get something on him. He throws up his blocker, deflects out of play, and uh, Black Bears get saved on that one as uh, Lepec was down and out, but all kinds of desperation to get it out, and they do. And on the uh, power play, too, towards the end of the power play, Rochester had a glorious chance, but a broken stick was the best player uh, on that moment for the Black Bears as they are not able to get a shot off. And then there we go, into a skills competition. Uh, Black Bears get things started with Jeremy Tremblay, pot home the second rounder. 
with the uh, second round goal to put on the spot Matteo DeSippo. DeSippo scores, uh, and then it goes to a fourth inning. Gentili gets stopped by LePec. Luke Janis just puts it right through Cole O'Donnell, and that's the game. Extra point for the Black Bears. They sweep the weekend, a 3-2 to scoreline, and a very exciting, very physical game and a very physical weekend for the Black Bears to take another weekend for themselves. Third straight, or six straight wins overall, third straight sweep, and the Black Bears now sitting pretty at the top of the East Division, 15-3, 1-1, 1-32 points with a plus-31 goal differential, 8-1-1 in their last 10, and they'll welcome in the New Jersey Titans who had a uh, have had an up-and-down season, but that is par for the course, it seems like, for New Jersey. They're uh, at 500, 10-10, and uh, they've they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10, but that's a team that kind of starts off a little slow, and then they start to peak towards the end of the year, uh, end of the one calendar year and into the uh, new calendar year. So they come in this weekend, I'm sure with a chip on their shoulder, they split against Danbury, including a, uh, a four-goal uh, third period for Danbury to take the win on Friday night. So you have to think that New Jersey, they did win Saturday night, but they're going to have a chip on their shoulder, especially coming into hostile territory. Uh, for their first time this season. All the action on NAHL TV. If you can't get down to Piney Orchard, and if you can't get down to Piney Orchard and have to watch on NAHL TV, you'll be hearing my dulcet tones as I will be taking over for Alex Utano on the weekend. He is on assignment. I think he's trying to be commander's head coach. I'm not entirely sure. Um, couldn't be much worse. Could not be much worse. So uh, you'll, ha- you'll have me. I'll try to keep the hamster on the wheel and do our best to keep, uh, keep things not buffering, but in between buffers, I'm sure my voice will be up there. We'll have a good time. Everyone will be happy, and we can move onward and upward from there. Gets us to our interview portion. We uh, start off with Coach's Corner, and we get uh, assistant coach Sam Shaheen in this one. A different voice on the week, and Sam is coming into uh, uh, to the Black Bears Nation after a few years in Michigan in the USPHL. Also, some time for himself in junior hockey not too long ago. We'll talk about how his close relation from playing into coaching has helped with the communication with the team. And also, uh, you know, just all the things that we have to talk about uh, about this weekend and going into live from last weekend. So here is uh, Sam and I. Sam Shaheen joins me right now. And uh, Sam, what a weekend for you guys. Uh, tough one, but I think you saw a lot of adversity out of your team, especially on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's always good to come out with, with two wins on a weekend. It's never easy, especially in this league. But, you know, they, they were able to overcome a lot of adversity, which we haven't seen a lot of yet this year. So it's always a, it's always a good thing to see what your group has in, inside them. And and from there, if you can squeak out a couple wins, it's always great as well. Now, a lot of rough stuff going on during the weekend. Uh, like you said, the adversity. How do you calm a team down like that or at least kind of quell their emotions so they don't get over the edge and play to the line? Yeah, you know, the biggest thing for us is always making sure that, that we're speaking the same message all the time. And, you know, it's it's not easy. It's one of the hardest things for a player is, is to know when it's okay to, you know, be on the edge and, and when not to be. So... You know, at the end of the day, we all want to have the same the same outcome. We all want to win. We all want to, you know, try and try and take this as far as we can. But with that being said, you know, it comes with restrictions and, and understanding when you can play with that edge and, and when you can't. So, um, you know, they've done a really good job. Clint Clint does a great job on on preaching that and making sure that, you know, we're we're right where we we're supposed to be. So. 
When you talk about speaking the same language, not long ago you were in the same kind of junior hockey aspect of things. Do you think that helps you being, you know, not too far away from playing to be able to communicate with these players? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's not all about hockey. You have to be able to relate to them on a personal level as well. And, you know, for me not being too far removed from, from hockey, it's it's really a good thing for the players and it's a good thing for me because you know, I'm able to relate with them and, and it's something that, you know, we're able to kind of overcome. If they're struggling with something, we can overcome it pretty quick and just with a quick conversation. So, um, you know, it is something that, that I think is, is very valuable. You're new to, to Maryland. It's your first year here. How have you liked your experience so far? Oh, it's been great. You know, <laughs> I, I can't complain too much. Uh, it's always difficult when you have to move, but, um, you know, they've, they've welcomed me with open arms. Everybody in the organization is fantastic all the way from the ownership down. Uh, to the coaching staff and you know it's we were able to make it a, a pretty close family pretty quick so it's been great Baltimore's fantastic and you know I'm, I'm looking forward to the future. Now you come into this weekend against New Jersey Titans battle of the two East Division champions for the past two seasons what have you seen in their game uh, and then you know this is a repeat matchup between you guys what can you guys do to adjust and adapt? Yeah, I think we have to play our own game, but we know what we're going to expect from them. They're going to be very aggressive. They're going to play hard. They're going to play heavy. So, uh, you know, but our game, our game plan isn't changing very much. So, uh, you know, we're sticking to what we know best, which is, is play the way that we play, and, and uh, hopefully good things happen. Sam Shaheen from the Maryland Black Bears. Now we move over to Luke Janis, who was the hero of Saturday night as he got himself the shootout victory, and talk to him about the season so far, how things have been going, and his move from Winnipeg now to the friendly confines of Maryland. Well, Janice from the Maryland Black Bears joining me right now. Luke, what a weekend, and what a way for you to finish it out in the shootout. Uh, give us your thoughts on the weekend. Yeah, I know. It, it was a great weekend. Uh, you know, we came in against Rochester, had a few games against them earlier in the year, and they were pretty, they were pretty aggressive, pretty rough. Like, we hate each other early, so just getting the chance to... Uh, to sweep them and close out both games is uh, is is good. On the, on the aggressive side of things, how hard has it been for you guys to play that line? It's like one of the first ones where it's been a really aggressive series. How hard was it for you guys to make sure you didn't jump over the line too much? Yeah, it was a little tough sometimes because um, like some of the tempers were flaring a bit. Like they love to bring us into into the scrums and into the battles and just just having the self control to kind of hold yourself accountable to not take penalties, but also make sure that we're also on that aggressive side just to just to compete with them as well um yeah so now you this is your first year here in maryland you played years uh before in your home town of winnipeg how is that what was that transition like coming from winnipeg down here in maryland mm -hmm. um obviously it's uh it's a lot warmer here um <laughs> no snow so that's that's pretty nice um but just uh just overall it's uh it's a good transition um the billets have helped me a lot um the the coaches and everything, um, like from everyone with the Black Bears, has helped a lot as well. Um, and then just the pace of play, I find it's a lot more competitive, a lot faster. Um, just have to do everything quicker. Um, I think it's I think it's good. Now you committed to RPI. What was uh, the reasoning behind your decision for RPI? Um, they just from the moment I uh, I started talking to Coach Dave and Coach Chuck, they just made it feel like home really. Um, they really liked me. Um, they really supported me. Um, so it was it was a no-brainer to choose them, really. Um, and they had that kind of. They just had that um, that drive that they wanted me, and they made me feel feel really wanted there. 
Now you guys are coming into this weekend, seven straight wins at home, six straight wins overall. What's the message between you guys to keep this hot streak going? Uh, just hold ourselves accountable um, and just uh, just keep playing the way we've been playing. We've been able to find, find many ways to close out games um, and we just have to uh, just hold ourselves accountable and just keep, keep playing the way we've been playing pretty much. Luke Janis from the Randall Black Bears. Thank you. And finally, uh, the, uh, the, the return of Jeremy Trombley on Defending the Den. He was with us earlier in the year, and uh, he has had some ups and downs in terms of uh, being in and out of the lineup due to various uh, situations. He talks about that, uh, but also talking about what it's like to play in front of the Maryland fans because the Black Bears' home record has been so, uh, so solid to start the year. Here with Jeremy Trombley and Jeremy, man, you took a there's a bit of gap in between, but you come back when uh, Saturday, like nothing nothing changed for you. How did it feel to get back on the ice again? Oh, I felt great. Um, just disappointed that I, it had to be again. I wish I would have kept playing from New Jersey and on, but I mean, I came back like I never left, so it was pretty satisfying. I was I was really happy. Now, what is that like for a player to, to have that kind of gap off? How hard was it for you to kind of stay focused to the path that they gave you to get better and, you know, while you're also chomping at the bit to get back on the ice? Um, I'd say it's pretty hard, but um, I stayed motivated. And the, the biggest thing is to um, stay proactive and, to, you know, every little thing you can do to get better and to stay in the loop, stay in the game will help you, in my opinion, will help you get back. And, um, have a seamless transi trans transition back in the, the lineup. Now you have 10 goals in nine games, a torrid pace, 50, uh, possible 54 goals projection, but you know, that, that'd be nice, may not happen. But what is the secret for you to be able to get into those scoring areas? Um, I'd say probably be patient and put pucks in the net. I feel like some guys sometimes uh, try and have the perfect shot, perfect opportunity or looking for the uh, I guess I had a backdoor tap-in, but usually always looking for the backdoor <laughs> tap-in. Um, I think just putting pucks on that, sometimes you never know. Like It could bounce off a, of a blade on someone, and then it ends up in the net. Um, kind of like the second goal, I guess. I mean, I wasn't really looking to shoot anywhere. I just put a puck on that and went in. So and that's been the, the common, I guess, denominator for a couple of my goals. So. When, when you look at playing at home and you guys, after, you know, you only lost one game at home so far, seven and one, what is it about playing in, uh, at home in front of the fans mean to you and the, uh, the team? Uh, I think it means a lot. Uh, obviously, it makes a big difference to play in our rink. Um, obviously, playing at home is a huge advantage, you know, having a, a meal at home, uh, no travel and stuff. But when you get into the rink, the biggest factor is definitely the fans. We, we really have good fans. You got to, I mean, I don't want to, uh, throw shade um, on other teams but you go to Philly or other uh, places and there's just no fans there's no energy you come here it's you know almost almost every night it's packed uh, and the fans you know it's not only packed but it's not a library like people are mm -hmm. there's energy people are screaming people are waving flags like it's it's, it's a fun environment to be in so that, that, that definitely makes a difference what's the big thing about this weekend coming into to make sure that home winning streak continues um, Probably play our game. I feel like uh, every game that we we go back to what we're supposed to do to win, we end up winning. So if we just play our game, uh, kind of like we did last weekend, kind of like we did the weekend, we were in New Jersey when I was, you know, when I first uh, came back to play. I, I feel like we should be. I think we should be able to sweep the weekend. Jeremy Trombley from the Maryland Black Bears. 
Thanks to Sam and Luke and Jeremy for helping uh, helping getting some content on here. Appreciate their time. Also, thanks to Chris and Jess of the Black Bears. Always very accommodating for things like that. So appreciate what they're able to do, and hopefully you guys get a, uh, a fun time out of it as well. So we will get to some alumni news, and I figure what's the best thing to do with alumni news now? we got a lot of stuff going for us. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick one player from the first five years, because I think it's a little little uh, rough to do this year's players, because who knows what, you know, it's uh, always fluid. So we'll take a look at what's happening this year with some players and then kind of go down the track and, and see where they're going. Obviously, we'll start into the 2018-19 team. And Bradley Jenyon, who uh, finished out his uh, junior career with the Black Bears back in 2018-19, and this year already playing for the SBHL, making mayhem, making some mayhem himself. A goal and an assist on Friday night uh, in a shootout loss against the Evansville Thunderbolts, but that puts him at uh, a goal and an assist on the year, even though they don't credit him with assist on that one. Elite prospects, you figure it out. What, what, what are we doing here? But uh, good on Bradley to uh, get on the board that way and uh, doing the Black Bears uh, pretty proud, if we do say so ourselves. Now to the 2019-20 team. Cooper Black in net for uh, Dartmouth College this year. He's already gotten to four games and already a solid season for himself so far. Last year, a little bit of a... A uh, forgettable one, as as it is one to do in, in the first year uh, for an Ivy League school. But Dartmouth really bouncing back in this so far. 1-1-2 one, one, and two for uh, Cooper Black. 2-4-5 goals against and a 9-19 save percentage. Uh, this past weekend, getting the win against Princeton. Uh, getting his first win of the year, making 25 stops on that. And then against Quinnipiac, a tie there on Friday night with 38 saves in the tie there so it looks like uh, good old Cooper Black getting things going and uh, continuing his strong play in the Ivy Leagues. Josh Nixon from the 2020-21 team had himself a weekend against RPI a goal and two assists as he uh, brings his total on the year up to uh, two goals and six assists for Union College uh, so a, a solid year second year after transfer in his junior year so we will hopefully see a lot more of him getting back to that torrid pace that he had from his freshman season. Jacob Brockman is part of the, uh, we'll get get the uh, nod for the 2021-22 squad. Uh, already in four games this year with the Aurora University. He's got a goal in one of those four games. Unfortunately, there's no game log for uh, on the Elite's prospects. But Aurora in good hands with Jacob, a.k.a. Jack Brockman, as they have him here. So uh, congratulations to him, and uh, here's hoping for a solid sophomore season for the big forward. And we'll end out with Brandon Piku, who had a uh, goal and an assist, his first in his collegiate days against the Bemidji State. Uh, so a 5-1 win for Lake Superior State. Piku with those goals, and then there you go. Strong start. Need a little kickstart? That's what Brandon Piku can do, and we will go from there. So... There you go, your alumni from the first five, and then hopefully we'll have more to report moving forward. But that's it from us now. Thank you very much for joining. We appreciate it. And by we, I mean me and my cat, Cooperall. Uh, again, I'll be on the call this weekend on NHL TV. If you can't get down to the den, and I suggest you get down to the den. It's electric down there. And it's Military Appreciation Night. Specialty jerseys will be worn. All kinds of things going on there. So 
uh, come on down. Enjoy it. It's a good time uh, for everybody involved. Get these guys hyped. Get these guys going. Cheer on your squad down at Piney Orchard. I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Defending the Den, part of the Faceoff Hockey Show Media Faction and Podcast Monsters. At Defending Den MBB is the Twitter handle. And then, of course, ClutchingCrabHockey.com for more. Uh, you guys, take care of yourself. Stay healthy. Stay cool. And we will talk to you next time through. Peace.